This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and uh, this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And, Matt, um, we're down to the final four teams in the uh, yeah. in the NFL uh, playoffs. And the questions being asked by a lot of people, well, how far are the Steelers away from being back in this position? Um, people yeah. might forget, it, you know, the Steelers were in the AFC Championship in 2016. So it's not like it's been forever ago right but it's been a while right right so we reference dvoa a lot and i don't know if you've kept up with it during the playoffs but they update it still every week yeah and they keep the teams that are out and eliminated in there as well right now Steelers are 10th in dvoa yeah the, the whole league and i think they were sixth on defense and 11th on offense if i'm a number off it's slightly off like that's not that's striking distance, folks. And I know the Steelers didn't make the playoffs, but they were the the last elimination. I mean, they were one spot away. And I'm not implying the Steelers are going to be a Final Four team next year or have a roster that's similar to where the Eagles are at. But one year ago, slightly more than one year ago, wild card round, the Eagles looked like a young quarterback. They got trounced. <laughs> and they got killed by Tampa. You know what yeah. I mean? And now they're this powerhouse one year later with a quarterback that took a big step forward in year two, different style quarterback. But these stories aren't that far-fetched. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's strong organization, good coaching staff, good front office, good ownership, young quarterback, one big off season. And the Steelers aren't going to trade for A.J. Brown, but they're going to pick somebody in the first round. <laughs> and they're going to use and actually kind of two somebody's in the first round because that's, that's exactly. that other pick is the 32nd pick in the draft. So you're going to get an opportunity to get at least two blue chip guys. Right. Right. And you'll add something in free agency that you don't have already. If Pickett takes a step forward and I'm not implying he's going to be runner up for MVP like Jalen hurts. That to me is the big is the big thing. Like people are acting like Kenny Pickett's not going to get any better from year one to year two. <laughs> right. I, I just I, like, oh, seven touchdown passes and nine interceptions. They didn't ask him to do a whole lot. I don't think that'll be the number next year. But when they did ask him to do stuff, he did it. He did it. That's yep. the key part of that. So when they needed him to go out and put together a drive, a game-winning drive, he showed he was capable of doing that. Which, yes, you know, to me means a lot. So now, you know, I sat down with him last week uh, on, on Steelers.com. We talked about that and he talked about his, I, I asked him what he wanted to, to improve on heading into year two. And, and he said, I want to take better ownership or more ownership of the offense and have a complete okay. understanding of the offense. Um, I think that helps him then take the next step. People say, well, they need to push the ball down the field. That's where that comes from. Oh, that, yeah, these all standing of the offense. Um, I bet there's some listeners going, What do you mean? Why didn't he understand the offense? Because no rookie does. <laughs> no, uh, no rookie understands the league, the defenses, even the protections, the coverages, not as well as they will, you know. And right. so he knows he has, he knows he doesn't know. That's good. So I found that pro football focus. 
uh, we can reference it when we want good things. We can laugh at it when we like bad things. <laughs> and I don't think this exactly adds up. But th- this is what they said about Pickett because they did their breakout players on every team. And they picked Pickett as a Steelers breakout guy this year, which is a logical selection. But from week 12 to week 18, Pickett's 88.9 passing grade. And we can fight about their passing grades, but that's their group. But from that stretch, that's seven games, ranked second among the 30 quarterbacks that attempted at least 100 passes. Second. I mean, that's Burrow Mahomes neighborhood. He also ranked second over that stretch in big-time throw rate and first in turnover-worthy play rate. That's what I was going to say, Matt. He didn't – I can't think of very many passes over that stretch that he threw you like, oh, he got away with one there. No, no 100%. I mean, their turnover-worthy play rate's one of my favorites of their stats because I'm not going to do the work. And, and it is subjective. Maybe someone had a bad day and like, ah, that should have been picked off. But either way – it's more ind- indicative to me what a quarterback does than interception numbers or, you know, you throw in Hail Marys at the end of the games and you're getting things picked off or balls get tipped or it goes off the you know, receiver's hands or whatever. So those that's their big thing is high number of big time throw rate, low number of turnover worthy plays as opposed to touchdown to interception ratio. This TD to interception ratio stinks, but is, big-time throw rate versus turnover-worthy play rate is phenomenal. Right, and that, to me, I mean, he consistently over the second half of the season moved the football. They didn't have a lot of three-and-outs. Um, they were consistently churning out yards. Um, now, that didn't always turn into touchdowns, and, and in many cases, they were churning the yards. They were putting together 10-play drives, you know, 12-play drives, things of that nature. So when you add in some of the bigger plays into that, it it should equal, uh, you know, more production. Touchdowns, more points, all those things. Yeah. Because I was sitting there thinking, I was like, what shocked me wasn't that the the turnover-worthy play number was low. It shocked me that his big-time throw number was high. Because I'm like, well, you'd think there'd be more explosive, more points. But as you were just talking there, I was thinking to myself, a lot of those came on third and 12, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and maybe they didn't end up in as a touchdown, but they kept there the, was third and, eight and third and 10. And they kept the lot. football. Yeah. He converted in tough down distance situations. The other thing. Red zone stuff's coming. Yeah. The other thing that I don't want to hear from people. Well, they, you know, they didn't beat, te- you know, they, they didn't play anybody in the second half of the season. They didn't beat anybody. Mm-hmm. you play who you play it's the nfl it's we've been doing this too long because I, when we were when i was talking eagles five minutes ago i was about to mention and it helped that the eagles didn't play anybody this year yeah. you know who brock purdy play down the stretch now right exactly <laughs> nobody cares now you know the steelers schedule next year looks very favorable you know if the question is can the steelers get to the final four can they be playing around this time of year next year all those things are factors. Absolutely. Um, you know, they've played the last two seasons, in fact. They've been one or two in, in most difficult schedule in each of the last two years. Right, right. And they made the playoffs one year, and they were one spot out the other year. They and won nine games both years, you know. With and a you, quarterback and a and you transition. From, yeah. Right, you know. You transition from at the quarterback position. There, How many t- – I. I I'd love to see a study on how many teams have done that. 
I bet right. it's not very many. Right, right, right. You know, transition I mean, from your, your college like quarterback to a rookie. Goal. Yeah, well, point. Uh, I mean, I'm not making I'm not making light of Ben's late years, but my hunch is the 2023 Steelers will have their best quarterback play in three years, four years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a reasonable expectation. Yeah, I think so as well. I think you know we've we've kind of forgotten, and again, I'm not I'm not going to trash uh, Ben here either. But oh. I, I think we've kind of forgotten what he did. He he did high level stuff the last, you know, his last two years. But it wasn't what Ben did six years ago, five years no, ago. No, right, of course. <laughs> I mean, we all watch the games. I mean, he's a warrior. He's an all time great. We all know those things. But I think next year's Steeler quarterback play might be the best quarterback play they've had in a four or five year stretch. And that makes a difference. I, I think, it, you know, um, you know, I, here's the difference to me. You know, people say, well, you get a What, how do the Bengals do it? <clears throat> well, you look at the Bengals. If Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt his rookie year, mm-hmm. they don't get Jamar Chase. Sure. They, they, they probably hover around 500 or win 78, yeah. you know, right. They have a they have a season sort of like the one the Steelers just had, where they, you know, they're right around they win seven, eight, nine games, and they don't they get improve. the fifth overall pick, and then they don't yeah. get Jamar Chase, and then they're not in this in this position potentially. Now maybe they get somebody in that draft who's does stuff. Maybe they got Devontae Smith or Waddle or somebody else from that class. You know, right? It wasn't like but, they got nothing out of it. Yeah. Um, Chase is the whole reason that they're a good football team, but it sure helps. You know? It sure, yeah, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> when you hit on two top five picks back to back, I mean, it absolutely helps. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I think I, I look at that, but again, you're going to have to pay those guys at some point. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the key here. Three of the four teams playing in the conference championships are starting quarterbacks on the rookie, on the rookie contract. Now the 49ers have an asterisk beside that. Cause they're paying Jimmy. They are paying Jimmy. <clears throat> But, but does anybody think if Jimmy were playing for them, they would have a better chance to win on Sunday? I think so. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're not built around the quarterback. They're right? not. They're not. Okay. But I, I certainly, I would. In fact, I would. I would feel much better about their chances on Sunday if Jimmy were playing as opposed to Brock Purdy. Me too. Me but too. the fact remains, they're starting a a quarterback on his first contract, as are the Bengals, as are the. Uh, the chief, uh, well, the Chiefs are. I'm sorry, the the uh, Eagles. The Eagles, right? And they're gonna have to pay Hurts here real soon too, because there's not a fifth year option for him. Right? Yeah, you're. You, that's a problem with drafting one beyond the first round. On the first round, and I know the Bills are a great team, and they won a lot of games. But we were breaking down the teams that just got eliminated on my podcast today. They're gonna be worse next year, you know, because yeah. they they pushed all their chips in. This was the Von Miller get me over the edge. Give me a gadgety cook type dude. And they didn't hit, you know I mean? They, they laid all their cards on the table. They had a really good year, but this is a disappointment for the bills, you know, being the two seed or whatever and losing their second game of the playoffs is a disappointing year for them. This and was essentially the- for the bills. This was the Steelers in 2017 when they lost to the Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Because that year, you know, under the current format, the Steelers would have had a playoff game because they were the two seed. Mm-hmm. 
they would have had a play, you know, they would in under these formats, they would have played a first round game and then played Jacksonville in the second round. And as it was, they played Jacksonville coming off the bye and Jacksonville beat them. Same thing. The Same two thing. C, the two C got upset before the conference championship. And yeah. you expected because you had taken, you had gone to the, you know, the conference championship game the year before you did everything you could to beat the chiefs but you didn't prepare yourselves to beat the upstart Bengals. Right. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And, and we're sure kind of in that same boat. They did everything they could to beat new England that year, built a team where, Hey, we're going to go out. We're going to get faster in the secondary, faster at linebacker. And then here comes a team that's going to run the ball down your throat. <laughs> yeah. And you're, and you're banged up and two, it's not healthy and all those things. And yeah. you lose. I mean, it's a one game thing. You don't get seven games to adjust to your opponent. And if you have a weakness in the NFL playoffs, it will show up at some point and will often eliminate you. And I'm sure the Steelers that year, I mean, I'm just educated guess were top five in DVOA start to finish, you know, like the bills. I mean, everyone looked at them as one of the best teams in the league preseason, mid season, after the season. And it's tough, you know, and the bills have some flaws and they're going to lose more than they gain. And they have this tremendous quarterback and everyone would like to be in their shoes, but it might only get worse here. Yeah, I mean, things uh, change. Every team changes from year to year, taking us back to our original point there, why the Steelers can be a contender next yeah. season. They'll they'll make improvements upon this team, and it's a young team. As I constantly say, you are allowed to get better, and the guys on that offense are going to get better. Now, conversely – Anybody from the offense, too. Right. Conversely, <laughs> some of those guys on defense could take a step back. Well, we could start to see Cam Hayward start to slip at some point, but I don't – I mean, he hasn't shown any signs of it yet. Right. And I also think there will be more reinforcements on defense than offense. And I'm including Sutton, Edmonds, KZ, Ogunjobi, because right now to me, they're not Steelers. You know, they're, they're not under contract. They're not 2023 Steelers, but I think the off season will add more defensively than it will offensively. The offense is built to, grow up together and we'll just keep adding. We'll keep adding, you know, but nothing's leaving from that group. Right. Which is one. Absolutely. Matt, that's going to do it for our show today. Unfortunately, right. we'll be back on Friday and uh, we'll talk about, uh, well, Art Rooney, uh, the second is going to have his uh, season ending press oh, conference good. on Thursday. So we'll, we'll give a, a little wrap up to that on uh, Friday. I'll be, I'll be there in attendance. So we'll see where that, uh, where that goes, what his uh, theme of the, uh, of the press conferences and uh, well, we'll see. We'll talk about all that stuff and we'll break down the uh, conference championship games a little bit more. If you missed any of our show today, you can download full episodes of all of our SNR podcast shows, such as the drive in the locker room with Wolf and Starks, the Steelers blitz with Wes and Moats, the Steelers standard with Tom and Jacob, as well as many more. They're all available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts uh, for my partner, Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.